This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 953. Is sugar bad for you and does it make you feel fat? Part one by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. And I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness just like an audiobook. Now we have five shows where we do this. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of them. Now, today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate, so I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. But before we get to that, it's Wednesday, which means it's the middle of the week, and you may need that little bit of inspiration to get through the next couple of days. So here's that little bit of inspiration. Quote, when I let go of what I am, I become what I might be. Lao Tzu. And now that we have the right mindset, Let's get right to today's post as we optimize your life. Is sugar bad for you? And does it make you feel fat? Part one by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. Sugar gets a really bad rap. With all the sensationalized headlines and fear-mongering surrounding sugar and its supposed evils, it's hard not to fall into the belief that maybe, just maybe, it's really that bad for us. Some of the most popular news and fitness sources claim the following. Fat doesn't make you fat, but sugar does. Or, sugar is as addictive as cocaine. And finally, sugar will make you sick and unhealthy. The list goes on and on. The problem with this is all context. And in today's article, I'm gonna present to you an alternate view with the hopes you'll have an open mind and consider another argument before buying into a bunch of claims that might not be true. Most people's reasoning for abandoning and even demonizing sugar is based on flawed logic and many times emotional reasons. And when emotions get involved, it's typically difficult to think straight. Ironically, or maybe not, most of the articles in the media demonizing sugar play on the emotions. Headlines such as, wanna lose fat? Don't ever eat these foods, which of course they reveal as those evil carbohydrates. Or, why sugar is keeping you fat and unhealthy. Or how about this one? Here's how sugar is killing your insides and what you must do to regain your health. And finally, how sugar tricks your brain into wanting to eat more, keeping you fat and miserable. And let's face it, if you're overweight and in search of a better way of eating that will help you lose fat and get into better shape, these appeals to your emotions carry a lot of weight. I won't deny the low-carb weight loss success stories, but the low-to-no-sugar diets are not the cause of said weight loss. It's the controlled caloric deficit that's responsible. So let's get into this. What is sugar? Sugar is the simple term for all the various forms of carbohydrates. These carbohydrates are either in unison, think glucose, or bound together with other forms of carbohydrates like dye or oligosaccharide. By the way, saccharide is the fancy name for sugar. When you see mono, dye, or oligosaccharide, it means one, two, or multiple, also called poly sugars. Here's one thing to know before going into the nitty gritty of what carbohydrates or sugars are. All of them must break down into a simpler form known as glucose, which is used by the body for fuel. The sugar key. Monosaccharide. This is one type of carbohydrate or sugar, and it's often referred to as glucose, which is what is broken down and enters your bloodstream. Then there are disaccharides, These are two types of carbohydrates bound together. An example of this is the commonly known table sugar, which is made up of two types of carbohydrates put together, glucose and fructose. 
oligosaccharides. These are many types of carbohydrates bound together. Some food examples of oligosaccharides are potatoes, rice, oats, bread, spinach, other starches, and veggies. When breaking it all down, all carbohydrates are sugar, just in multiple forms. So sometimes people can get confused when I'm consulting them on their training and nutrition, and I say, you probably need more sugar in your diet. I then go on to explain that when I say sugar, it can be an extra helping of rice or potatoes during the day, or mixing some fruit in their protein smoothie post-workout. In the end, the carbohydrates are broken down by the body into glucose, or sugar, and used for fuel. An important thing to understand before we get into how sugar is used by the body is this. Carbohydrates are required by the body for the following reason. One, sugar is stored in your muscles and liver, but more on this later, for fuel you'll be using for hard training. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna assume you're interested in optimizing your workout plan too and optimizing your training performance and getting leaner. Carbohydrates can help you tremendously with all of these goals. Two, sugar is needed by the brain for optimal function. Your brain uses close to 20% of your total energy expenditure. So skimping on the sugar can not only cause physical, but mental performance problems. And three, sugar is protective of lean muscle tissue because it spares ingested and skeletal muscle protein from being converted to sugar to meet the body's needs. Note, some will argue that sugar is not essential. This is why I use the term required a minute ago, because it can be made by the body out of protein. But while this argument is indeed true, it's referring to survival situations, when carbohydrates are scarce, and your body begins to use ingested protein and lean tissue for its glucose needs. Now let's tackle some misconceptions and ideas that need further reviewing, so you never have to worry about those pesky, sensationalistic, and fear-mongering headlines about sugar ever again. Sugar will spike your insulin. While carbohydrates will spike insulin levels, so does protein. So the argument of keeping insulin down by reducing carbohydrates and eating mostly protein is faulty from the start. As Brad Pylon notes, protein, regardless of the source, will cause a spike in insulin, even though the protein source might determine the rate of the rise and fall of insulin levels. So the takeaway? Both carbohydrates and protein are going to spike your insulin levels. So trying to cut out sugar altogether doesn't make sense. And I think this goes without saying, but cutting out protein for fear of insulin spikes is not the way to go either. Another interesting note you might not be aware of is that fructose actually has very little to hardly any impact on insulin levels. So consuming more fruit, which is not 100% fructose by the way, can actually be a good thing if you're trying to mitigate insulin and blood sugar spikes. Now, due to fructose never being eaten in isolation because it's not found this way in nature, it's nearly impossible to avoid the insulin spike that will inevitably result from eating in general. However, it's been shown that eating fruit, because it contains a lot of fructose, before meals can minimize blood sugar spikes from other carbohydrates. Isn't sugar converted to fat immediately because of insulin spikes? A common saying is, I can't have sugar, it goes straight to my butt. And while that sounds funny, it's a legit belief held by many. For some, sugar equals automatic fat storage. Regardless of what you may have heard about sugar being converted to fat as soon as it hits your gut, it doesn't quite happen that way. It's actually a complicated process, but here's the gist. Sugar is broken down from the many forms into glucose. Glucose is what your body cells use for energy. If there's not enough glucose, it can resort to using amino acids or proteins for energy via the process called 
gluconeogenesis. This is the process where your body breaks down muscles or ingested proteins into glucose. Sugar or carbohydrate is hardly ever converted to fat due to how it's stored in the muscles and liver. If glycogen stores are completely topped off, then something happens where the carbs are turned into fat, and that process is called de novo lipogenesis, but this is incredibly rare in humans. The interesting part of this is you have to eat an insane amount of carbohydrates in a short period of time for this to happen. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Is Sugar Bad For You? And Does It Make You Feel Fat? by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. And thank you to BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Counseling offers you a convenient, safe, and private online setting to get help. Their licensed counselors specialize in areas like stress, relationships, anxiety, and more. You can schedule sessions at your own time and pace. Four communication modes, including text, chat, video, and phone, allow you to communicate with your counselor in the way you like best. Plus, you can request a new counselor at no additional charge if you're not totally happy. BetterHelp is available worldwide with a network of 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists. Get started communicating with your therapist in less than 24 hours. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Optimal Health Daily listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code OHD. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com OHD. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com OHD. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I hope you're gathering that really the main point here is that you really can't avoid all sugar. Your body actually converts some of the proteins you eat into sugar. When you eat vegetables, those actually contain some sugar. Why is sugar found in everything? Well, when we think about it, think about plants, for example. Plants need to survive, and many of them get their fuel from sugar, and they make their own fuel or sugar from the light they get from the sun. If we then eat the plant, we're eating the sugar, the fuel that's found in their cells. And when it comes to converting foods into fat, JC is absolutely right. It is a complicated process. There are so many factors that are involved your age, your body weight, how much sleep you got the night before, the quality of sleep you got, the meals that you've been eating, your exercise levels, the amount of lean body mass or muscle you have on you. All of these are important to consider when determining whether your body's gonna choose to store the foods you eat as fat or as something else entirely. But we'll get more into that on tomorrow's show. I thank you so much for listening today and every day. I'll be back here tomorrow, as I said, to finish up this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.